Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey. How's it going? It's going fantastic. It's fantastic. And we are here tonight or today or wherever this is being listened to, to wrap up the year and talk about how to get ready for the next year. Yes. It's our New Year's celebration episode here on Spirit Sherpa. <laughs> we need like fireworks and stuff like that and a countdown and stuff. Champagne and shit. That's yeah. what I'm talking about now. <laughs> Now we're having a good time here on Spirit Chapa. <laughs> there you go. If I only liked champagne, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it either, but it, it's just the idea of having a drink. <laughs> Sounds delightful, doesn't it? Yeah, it's been a long day. <laughs> yeah, indeed it has. You have had quite the day and you're ramping up not only to wrapping up the year, but to wrapping up your time in the apartment. Yes. Very excited. We are moving into our new home on Friday. Yay. Oh boy. This is happening so fast. It's all happening so fast. <laughs> I know. It's been like this massive whirlwind roller coaster ride. It's been amazing and terrible and awesome and awesome. <laughs> <laughs> With a space. <laughs> yes, exactly. So we today are going to talk about goal setting, how not to sabotage yourself by setting goals improperly, I guess, and just sort of how to move into the new year and how to empower ourselves. Yeah. Let's start with the goal setting. What's so hard about goal setting? Well, so the thing about goal setting is that you have to keep in mind that when we set goals, we often set them based on preconceived notions. 
And, you know, we set our goals with what's quote unquote realistic. Mm -hmm. And we set our goals using the language that we normally use, which is a challenge for manifesting because there's a balance between setting a quote unquote realistic goal and setting a goal that is open enough for the magic to happen. Okay. And then there is the language issue with goal setting because you say, I will do this. I will do that. Um, I'll have this by this date. That's sort of stuff. This is all the ways that people train you to set goals. Right. right? Yeah. And the problem with that from a manifestation perspective is that spirit doesn't know time. So to say, I will have this by this date means, okay, unless it's this date, spirit doesn't care. (laughs) (laughs) because I will have means, oh, you don't have it now. Okay. never mind. We're ignoring it. It's important to phrase your goals as though they already have happened and to do your manifestation as a statement of what has already come to pass. So to avoid the bullshit meter, because, you know, we all have these heavy duty bullshit meters that go, yeah, right. This has already happened. (laughs) Right. To avoid the bullshit meter, I like to project myself forward a year in time and to say, okay, it's a year from now and I'm looking back over the last year of my life and saying, oh, look, this happened and that happened and that happened. And that sort of bypasses the bullshit meter, okay. right? What you want to do is you want to make sure you phrase it in such a way that, that it's already happened. And the reason for that is that as you're manifesting, you're becoming the person who has or has done these things or has become these things. For instance, uh, give me a goal that you have for this coming year. Boy. um, How about three new clients for your production There you go. Three new clients by the end of 2020. Okay. So three new clients by the end of 2020. So basically what you say is, you know, here's how I feel. How will you feel when you have three additional clients? Right now, I feel like I'd feel stressed, but... I don't okay. think that's that's what I want to feel. So this is an important part of this process. And thank you for playing. Okay. Because it's true. You're going to feel stressed, right? Yeah. And so one of the things that happens when we project ourselves forward in time, when we set a goal that we know is going to stress us out, is that we'll sabotage to avoid the stress. So what you have to do is you have to say, oh my God, I have three new clients and a full-time job. What the hell am I going to do? Right. And that's when you have to go into creative problem solving. Okay. Because you want to solve the problem before it happens because otherwise you'll sabotage it. So let's say you get two new clients tomorrow. Yep. What do you have to do to change your life to accommodate those clients? I have to make some room. I have to clear some space. Okay. And how would you do that? I would have to carve out time to do the things that I want to do as opposed to the things that I'm feeling responsible for now. I'd have to delegate the other aspects of my life. So what I'd like you to do, and this is good for everybody out there, is I'd like you to sit down and write out exactly what you would do to carve out that space and to delegate those items in order to accommodate those three new clients in 2020. Okay. And the reason that you do this, there's, there's two reasons. One is that it avoids you self-sabotaging, but the second reason is that it makes it real because we don't do things to accommodate things in our lives that aren't real. 
you're manifesting with it, right? Because the writing it down, the figuring it out, the making a plan for how you're going to make it work, all of that makes it real because we're putting effort into accommodating something. Well, if I'm putting effort into accommodating something, that something must exist. So it's more than just business planning. It's actually real. Okay, I'm in this situation right now. How do I do it? Right. It also helps you if you're running a business, it also helps you to figure out, well, how much money do I need to charge? Because it's one thing to say, I'm charging somebody X amount for my services. But then when you start thinking about it and you go, oh, wait a minute, I need to account for a babysitter or a, you know, a virtual assistant or, you know, whatever else that is that you need, you know, a housekeeper so that you don't have to spend time cleaning my house and I can instead do this work, right? right? That sort of stuff. You need to account for that. And when you start looking at that, then you'll realize that you didn't budget enough for your charging because inevitably people don't charge enough the first time they look at the numbers. Right. <laughs> so take whatever you thought you were going to charge and add 50%. You've probably got it about right. <laughs> Maybe even 100. All right. But you were talking about the sabotaging part. And that's the part that people get really stuck on. How do you avoid that? Let's start at the beginning, actually. What is sabotaging? What what would that look like to people? So sabotaging in this instance would be refusing to put your services out for people to buy, never approaching anyone about doing podcasting for them. You know, it would be, you know, the, the wing and a prayer and hope sort of method of of prospecting for business, that would be a sabotage. A massive sabotage would be to take a client who was coming in and ignore them and not return the call. But it's the things we don't do more than the things that we do that sabotage us. Okay. And so, you know, they seem innocuous, but when you add them up, they add up to a, oh, look, I didn't really want to do this. Right. And, you know, part of it is uh, sometimes it's a deserving issue you know, I don't feel like I deserve this. Or sometimes it's a, an identity issue. Whereas, you know, it's like, well, I know who I am as an employee, but I'm not sure who I am as a business owner. And could I really be a business owner? And what does that mean? And do I want that kind of responsibility? And do I want to, you know, walk down this path or not? And what, what do I, what do I want to do? That's an identity issue. And, you know, so sometimes it's it's those things. Sometimes it's a loyalty to your family who's never made more than X amount of dollars or, you know, to not being uppity. Kathy tells this great story. I don't know if she's done it on the podcast or not, but she tells this great story about a client who uh, wanted to make a million dollars, but his mother thought that rich people were evil. So he didn't want to become a rich person and be evil. And somehow in his head, a million dollars was, you know, the point at which you become rich. Right. She suggested, well, why don't you just buy your mother a house if you hit a million dollars? And then she'd love you (laughs) for hitting a million (laughs) dollars. And he said, that's a fantastic idea. And that's exactly what he did. (laughs) And then his mother went around saying, look at my son. Look how successful he is. He bought me a house, you know, and it worked. You know, he, he immediately hit get got past that glass ceiling. You know, this is the thing. Sometimes we we limit ourselves because of that. These are ways in which we sabotage. Okay. You know, either we're, you know, we're afraid to be the person that we're going to become. And this is I want to talk to you guys in the spiritual community about this, especially around money, because 
holy shit, I have watched you guys go nuts around, oh, you know, the 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 one percenters are are holding us down and the, you know, we're the 99 and da 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 and and it's all this massive victim energy. And it's it's particularly virulent in the spiritual community where especially if you're doing spiritual services, there's also this sort of energetic to the, to the field that is poverty-based because of the Catholic churches and other, other institutions saying you can't, you have to live in poverty if you're going to be a spiritual leader, you know, a teacher or whatever. Yeah. And so there's a huge amount of stuff around money in our culture and in, in the American culture in particular but there's also a huge amount of stuff in the spiritual field about money as well and poverty. And so one of the things that we want to really work on is being able to manifest that in a way that is supportive. So for instance, if you have a hard time thinking, you know, or wanting even to manifest money, well, I got to tell you, it is really awesome to be able to pay your rent on a regular basis or your mortgage. In my case, I just bought a house. It's really awesome to own a house. Let me tell you. And there's nothing spiritual about being poor. In fact, if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, when you are struggling for your physical survival, you cannot hit enlightenment. Right. They're opposite ends of that triangle. And so you really have to address your physical needs, which means making enough money, making more than enough money. Right. But if you hold thoughts about rich people that are negative, then you will never be rich. So you have to address those stories. And so one of the things that I want to address here is because most often when people set goals, they're either financial or health related. Yep. I'm going to lose 20 pounds or I'm going to make $100,000 or a million dollars or $10 million or whatever, right? Yeah. There's like this magic number that the person is going for. So the lose 20 pounds is a problem because if you lose it, to lose it, you have to have it, right? And we talked about present day conversations, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I lost 20 pounds. Great. That's, that's present, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. Mm, I'm keeping it, right? Because it's already mine. You have to talk as though it's already done because your your subconscious mind and your and spirit does not understand time. Okay. And then I'm going to make a million dollars. Well, if you don't have a concept of a million dollars, if you made $50,000 last year and you say, I want to make a million dollars, but you don't know what having a lifestyle of a million dollars is, and you don't know what the pitfalls and stuff are of having a million dollars, then you're going to have a hard time because you can't conceive of the difference. Now, I'm not saying you can't go from 50,000 to a million in a year. You absolutely can. But you need to spend a lot of time researching what million dollar earners problems and freedoms are. Yeah. Because when you have a windfall, you know, do the math. A million dollars a year is like $84,000 a month or something, right? Yeah. Imagine making $84,000 in a month. Can you wrap your head around that? I cannot. Well, and this is what I'm saying is you have to be able to wrap your head around it. Okay, you've got $84,000 coming in in a month. Okay, what are you going to do with that money? How are you going to invest it? Because I got to tell you, when you get a windfall of cash, not knowing what to do with it is a huge deal. 
Right. Especially when each bank account is only insured up to $250,000. Right. And so in three months, you're hosed. Right? You got to pick a new <laughs> bank account, right? Or you got to put it somewhere, right? So, right. you know, the biggest challenge of people making that kind of money is one, how do I avoid paying taxes on it? And two, is what do I do with it? How do I invest it so that it's not losing value as inflation goes up, right? Right. And because you can't just leave it sit in a bank account because you're going to be losing value every day. So this is the sort of thing that you have to do if you want to make a big shift goal, whether it's money, whether it's health, whether it's circumstance, you know, you, you're, I want to get married this year, but I'm not dating anybody. Right. Okay. That's, that's a big goal. Yeah. So the question there is, what has kept you from finding someone in the past? How do you become the person that the person that you want would want to be with? That's always the question that blows people's minds, right? We always think about who we want, but we don't question whether we're the person they would want. And so if you want to be with this person, would this person want you? And if not, what do you need to do to change yourself in order to become the person that they would want to be with? Or do you want to change your choice of who you want to be with? One way or the other. But as long as you're holding a goal that's not in alignment with who you are, you're not going to make that. So either you need to grow or you need to reduce your goal. This is some mind-bending stuff here, Kelly. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not. You're not sorry at all. I'm really not. I'm sorry you're having a hard time. (laughs) I'm not sorry for what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> well, it's just it, there. there's a lot of shifting your mind. And, and when I say mind bending, it's the whole concept of you need to get out of yourself in some cases, you know, because you, like you said, in the case of finding somebody you want to be with, you need to step out of yourself and ask the questions about, well, what kind of person do they want to be with? And, and you also need to shift your concept of time because you're you're putting yourself into that space. So what are the problems I have? What are the things that I think about on a daily basis? What, what is my life like in this future moment? And there's a lot of sort of different than what people have historically done with setting goals. So when it comes up to the, the New Year's time frame, which is this is what I want to do next year. And what you're telling us is that's not going to work unless you're actually investing in it. Right. And that that's the next piece because you can invest in envisioning it all day long, but unless you actually take steps towards it, it's still not going to happen. Right. And that may mean just saying yes when the opportunity comes up. I see this all the time. We talked about this in the manifestation episode where right, exactly. you know you want to have more money and somebody hands you 20 bucks and you're like, oh, no, I couldn't. It's like, say yes. Exactly. You know, you, you have to be willing to seize opportunities like – Oh my God, I've, I've just been flooded out of my apartment. Oh my God, they're packing everything. Wow, wouldn't that be convenient? Why don't I go buy a house? I'm not qualified <laughs> for a mortgage yet. I, my, I didn't get my finances in order the way I wanted to. But hey, let's see if we can make it happen anyway, because this is good timing and I'm just going to take advantage. I had been putting out that I wanted to buy a house this year for two years. Go figure. The universe provided the way to do it. And here we are. And here we are. But I had to say yes in the midst of the stress of being ousted out of my home 
and having to live in a hotel and having to, you know, start from scratch and go find houses. And I wrote three offers before we got this one accepted. Right. So, you know, it was not an easy process, but it was clearly the manifestation I had been waiting for. And so I was on board and, you know, it meant I had to take a big step back and look at things and, what I discovered is that a lot of the work that I was doing on a daily basis didn't actually bear fruit. And so, okay, great. Now I've learned something else for my business. Great. I will do different things now because these things are irrelevant. You have to take advantage when it shows up. You have to seize the moment when it happens and not be afraid. Was I afraid to take the leap? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have my ducks all lined up the way that I had wanted to, but I threw my ass to the wind and trusted the universe and go figure here. It's fine. It's fine. This is the other piece is that when it starts to come to fruition, you cannot under any circumstances fail to engage or else, you know, you're just going to, it's just another way to sabotage. Well, and that goes to being able to accept to receive, which is something we've talked about from a manifestation perspective as well. Well, and it's also about being able to step into your, into your fear, you know? Okay. Because anytime you set a goal, it means by definition going outside of your comfort zone because it's something you haven't done before. Cause otherwise, why would you set the goal? Right. When you're going outside of your comfort zone, you're going to hit fear. Right. So you're going to have to engage your courage. Okay. You're going to have to, you know, suck it, you know, take a deep breath and put on your big girl pants and go. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. Bang. You know? (laughs) Well, okay. So to that point and to the other aspect that we wanted to talk about today, how do we empower ourselves to do that? Is it just believing or is there something more? Well, there is believing in yourself. And I would say that the, the, the thing that I see the most in the clients that I work with is that there are two types of people that I work with. One is the warrior and the other is the damsel in distress. And the damsel in distress actually more often than not is the guys, just for the record. Yeah. It's which aspect of your personality, which, which aspect of your beingness that you stepped into when this, when the trouble went down in your family as a child. Right. Did you, if you stepped into the masculine, you step into the warrior mode. If you stepped into the feminine, you step into the damsel in distress mode. And the warrior mode is, I will power through. I will do it no matter what. Come hell or high water, I will be the one that survives. Bring it on, right? Okay. And for, for those people, the biggest challenge is not the doing part, but the asking for help part. Because oftentimes when we try to set goals for ourselves, when we, when we try to step into a new way of being, oftentimes we need help. And the warriors suck at asking for help. Yep. And they also don't do well with failure. And they're the biggest fear of a warrior is failure because to a warrior failure is death. And so they have a hard time with things not working out their way. They're massively controlling. And so the massively controlling piece to try and avoid failure and or rejection or whatever else, right. Results in not being able to step into the flow as easily 
because your need to control keeps you from relaxing enough to allow the flow to take you. I'll give an example of this because that's I was warrior girl. Yep. <laughs> so during this process, I didn't know whether we were moving last weekend or this weekend or the weekend after closing, which would be two weekends later because I'm hosting an event at my house in the weekend in between. Okay. And in my past, I would have tried to control and make it happen and like energetically like rank on, you know, hook onto it and like try and ride it like a wild pony, right? (laughs) (laughs) Which of course never freaking works. Right, exactly. (laughs) It's a wild pony and you get bucked off a lot. So, but you know, you feel like you can do it and you stress yourself out like man trying to. And so what I decided was, Worst case scenario, we'll move in the weekend after closing and it'll just be what it'll be. And I'm just going to plan as though that could possibly be the case, but I'm not going to invest in that. And I'm going to take every step possible to make it happen prior to that because I really, I wanted to be moved in last weekend so that we could be in the house for Christmas. And that didn't quite happen. But the fact is, is that I just let it go. I, I took all the steps that I could to get it done by the date that I had hoped for but I didn't get attached to it because this whole process has been such a, a flow state process. A whole, the whole thing has been so guided. I literally got a fortune cookie last week that said, you know, uh, you will cross the great waters soon, which evidently in each thing land means that you'll step into a new way of being a better way of being. Okay. And I'm like, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but I literally have been the whole time going, we may do it and we may not. And we may do it and we may not. (laughs) It's been going on for like three weeks. It's like, it'll be what it'll be. And I'm going to trust that the timing is going to be perfect. Right. Right. That's how you step out of that control piece. Okay. Now, the other side is the people who stepped into damsel in distress mode. And this becomes a much more passive place. Uh, these people are the helpers and the supporters and the the way smoothers and the you know the relationship massagers and whatnot. Their biggest challenge is being too passive, and so when you're too passive, making your goals is very difficult, right? Because you're not actually taking steps towards anything. Okay, mm-hmm. they too don't ask for help very easily. Mostly because they don't feel like they deserve it. Okay. The warriors don't ask for help because I got it. Right. I don't need anybody. (laughs) I can't depend on anybody because they always let me down. So screw it. I'm doing it myself. The damsels in distress are like, oh, I don't want to be a bother. But either way, it's the same shit. Different day. Either way, you're not getting the help you need. Yep. And instead of trying to overly control everything, they wait for somebody to to invite them to the party. Yeah. And they run into empowerment issues, obviously, because of their, their preconceptions. Exactly. And so, you know, they're waiting for somebody to discover them. Right. Or to, you know, look out for them and to, to make it happen for them. Right. They're waiting for that to happen. Yeah. And they spend their lives waiting. And then they're disappointed that nothing happens because they didn't take any steps. They didn't ask for anything. And so then, you know, that's how you sabotage is by doing nothing. Yeah. Now the, the, you know, the warrior can sabotage by being overly controlling and demanding. (laughs) (laughs) And I could tell you living in the South now, being demanding is not going to get you where you want to go from, you know, where I live. (laughs) 
if I had gotten on the phone and been like, why don't you guys have your shit together? Which is, you know, some places where my brain has gone. (laughs) Um, It wouldn't get me there. Right. But instead I'm like, okay, so we really want a house for Christmas and could you help us? Right. (laughs) Right. Which is a different way of enrolling people and a much more productive way of enrolling people in your process. My big, I'm big, I'm a big fan of saying, ask early, ask often. Okay. Ask for what you want. Ask for it. Just, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Somebody could say no. Okay. So what? Yeah, exactly. If you don't ask, they're going to say no anyway. <laughs> exactly. Well, they're not even going to say no. You're not going to get it either yeah, way. Yeah, it's just going to end right? up in so the negative. So you might as well ask. Yeah. Right. All right. And this is the other piece of the puzzle for your goal setting is who can help you look at your resources when you, and this is going to be specifically for, for the more passive people, the damsel and the stress people, because you don't know how to do this yet. Yeah. But look at your resources. That's, that's what you do when you're trying to make things happen is you look at your resources. And I don't mean your money specifically because, you know, Yes, money will be relevant to this, but more look at your connections, look at the things that you have access to, educational opportunities you have, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. What are your resources? What are all the things that you have that you could bring to bear to create this new reality for yourself? And then from those resources, figure out what you need in order to make things happen. And if the answer is still, I don't know, then pick one of your resources who's very good at planning and ask, ask them to sit down with you and yep. help you Yep. because you're not used to planning right. and that's okay. Just find a planner. Every single person who's not good, good at planning knows a good planner. Yeah. I promise you. <laughs> and planners love to plan. They love to help plan. They like to make a plan and a backup plan and a backup plan for the backup plan. And they love to be able to plug people into the process and say, I know so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And I want you, oh, damsels in distress out there, I want you to say yes and not allow the overwhelm that the planner is going to plant on your head to break (laughs) this process for you. Because that's what happens is you ask a planner to help you and they go, great. And they make this massive list for you, (laughs) which makes a planner happy because then they go through and check off the list. And every time they check something off, it makes them happy. Right. (laughs) But for a passive person, it makes you miserable right? You go, Oh my God, there's so much to do. So if you're smart, you will ask your planner to make a plan and then to only give you the first step of the plan. Okay. Okay. Say, look, I would love you to help me and make this big plan for me. And I would so appreciate that. And I know I'm going to get overwhelmed by the whole thing. So what I need you to do is to, to plan it and then hand it to me in stages. I need stage one, which can include no more than 10 steps. And the planner's like, no problem. Got it. Bang. (laughs) And then they will say, come back to me when you're at stage at at the second stage. And if you're smart, you will look at the planner and say, I will have this done by this date. Will you please follow up with me if I don't contact you? 
And the planner will say, absolutely. And they will write it in their calendar. <laughs> Planning to okay? plan. That keeps you accountable, right? Now you have an accountability partner too. Right. But this is how things get done. Don't ever look at the whole thing at once. Only planners like to do that. Everyone else looks at that much stuff to do and freaks out and shuts down. Okay. I will tell you, I am a planner. I am a master planner. And one day I decided to buy myself a productivity program, bought Microsoft Project. And I took everything that had been in my head for years and I started to write it all down on paper. And I got to 200 items on my to-do list, some of which were do entire accounting for year of and do taxes for year of. And that was one item on the list. (laughs) 200 items. I looked at the list, freaked out, shut down, closed the program and never opened it again. (laughs) (laughs) gave it away several years later. (laughs) So it's like, I'm never opening this program again. It's going to make me nuts. And yet somehow I still got things done. Exactly. (laughs) I'm a planner. And even I, when I sat and looked at it all at once, flipped myself out. So don't look at the whole thing at once. Just do it in bite-sized pieces. What's next for me to do? What's next for me to do? What's next for me to do? Because when you look at the whole thing at once, you're just going to freak yourself out and you're going to shut down and you're going to turn off the program and never look back at it again. But I have one more thing. My warriors out there, you like to skip steps. I know you do. I know because I skip steps. I like to skip steps. But I have to tell you that when you slow down enough to do all of the steps, that's when you are successful. So do not try to get there yesterday. Allow yourself to take the time it takes to build something sustainable. And then you will find that you will be more successful. This is another one of those notebook episodes, Kelly. It's a new year. I had to give you a plan. Exactly. (laughs) Then you guys have um, just a couple days after this airs to to start putting your plan together because the new year is coming up and we thank you for joining us for this last one. Oh, the click, click, the click, (laughs) click. (laughs) All right. Is there anything you could possibly say to sort of summarize this up? There was a lot in what we said there. I don't know that there's any you know, one-liner Kelly, Kellyism here that we can throw at people. What I will say is this. Envision who you want to become and then step into the beingness of that person. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. And it really does sum up everything that you just said over this episode. Very cool I'm magical stuff. that way. Yeah, you really are. <laughs> All right, folks, I'm not going to go through it all, but you know where to get us. You can go to the Spirit Sherpa Podcast After Party Facebook group. There's lots of stuff going on in there. We'd love for you to join. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're hearing our voices right now, we'd love for you to subscribe and rate the podcast and any podcast listening app that you're using. And if you would like to be informed of retreats that are coming up or get uh, specials via email, Um, because the specials usually only come out via email. So like right now, between now and the end of the year, I'm doing a special on my energy scans. It's $50 off. And unless you were on my mailing list, 
or you're listening to this right now, you didn't know about that because I don't put it out on my social media channels. Yeah. And we haven't talked about the mailing list in a while. That's a good idea. You know, subscribe to the mailing list. Yeah. And that's available on the bottom of any page of my website. And that will get you access to the special deals and notice of upcoming retreats and anything new that's happening. And I don't mail very often. In fact, I hardly ever mail. I won't mail you for like two months and then I'll send you like three or four things in a row and then I won't mail you for two months. <laughs> I, I only mail when I feel like it. <laughs> so, you know, it's not like I'm going to fill your inbox with a million things for forever. It's not my style, but I do put things out when it's, when it's relevant. So join the mailing list. Excellent. All right, kellysparta.com. That's where you can go and get on the mailing list. You can sign up for an energy scan, discovery call, all that stuff there. Good stuff on kellysparta.com. All right, that's all we have. I guess thanks to everyone and have a happy new year because it's just about that time. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We, uh, we're we ranking at 208 on Apple Podcasts and that's nice. because of you. Awesome. Thank you so much and keep sharing and keep listening and we will keep recording and we love you. Have a great new year. Absolutely. That's all that we have time for this week, folks. But be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Happy New Year. Each mile I travel over 13,000 now. So I leave behind a little fear. Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Trippa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions. And my love and my life and me. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.